the protectors of the wood podcast everything is at stake the destruction of our planet is becoming real life this podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together to help our world through this crisis episode number 10 the vision of the good fairy phoebe falls asleep on the porch and dreams at penny's house phoebe climbed the steps and then slumped down exhausted on the small porch before the front door she relaxed shielded from the rain and watch the water falling in sheets around her. She closed her eyes and began to doze. A delicious relaxation ran right through her. Images flashed by in the darkness of Abby in her garden and the cliffs in the distance. The voice of the green man drifted with the wind The clouds began to part until all she could see was a vast blue. Oh, I'm cold and wet. Was I dreaming? That blue sky was so bright. And here it is, for real. The storm is gone. The sky is blue, like my charm. She sat up and fumbled with her necklace. Her dreamstone charm was out where she could see it. The blue in her dream had brought back a memory from childhood. Yes, a memory. It's coming back. It really happened. I was in mom and dad's bedroom. The stone was on the table, just at my level. It had a pale blue side flat as glass, like a window. And deep in that window, I saw the good fairy hovering above me, glowing and shimmering. She saw me and smiled. And then, and then she stretched out her wand and the silver star gleamed and shone all around me. And I was on the floor with toys all around and the toys were becoming unfrozen, transforming, coming alive. And me and everyone I knew, the whole town of blocks and toys, we all became alive and part of the living world. And the good fairy smiled again and was happy. And she spoke. Come alive, come. Alive, this world is my kingdom. In a flash, Phoebe recalled being interrupted by her father, quickly taking the stone away. He looked into her eyes with concern and asked questions. Dad looked at me. It was like I've done something wrong. And I never saw the stone again. No one ever spoke of it. 
We pretended it never happened. But it did happen. It did, I know it. Now, isn't that interesting? Her whole body was shivering. She sat up, overwhelmed by a shocking feeling that something life-changing had happened. The glare of the sunset brought her back to the present. She pulled herself up off the porch and pushed open the door. Phoebe, is that you? Mom called. We're invited to dinner at the greenhouse with Mom and Dad. Phoebe and Penny walked along Main Street, huddled together beneath an umbrella in the rain. Phoebe's limp made it awkward, but they managed to stay dry. Penny carried a shopping bag, overflowing with loaves of bread. And Phoebe felt empty-handed with nothing to give. Phoebe, go easy on Dad tonight. You know how he worries. He feels bad about the toy store, especially now that you can't play soccer anymore. I'm pretty sure he thinks he let you down. Don't worry. I'm not planning any outburst. I know dad worries all the time, but it will help if you could answer a question for me. That way, I won't have to ask him. Well, let's hear it. Why didn't Dad just give me a call over the past couple of months? You've got to admit, that needs an answer. There's a lot I don't understand, but maybe this will satisfy you. They don't allow cell phones or any internet in the forest. Whoa, that's weird. Why not? It seems that people are trying to find them. There's a sort of group, you see. It's complicated. Ever since Morphe came back to town, everyone's afraid. He holds grudges from the past. You mean grudges from the whole Protectors of the Wood history? Those meetings we used to overhear? Come on, Phoebe. Just leave it alone. I can't explain all this. I hope Mom and Dad will clear things up. Anyways, Allison and Chi-Chi will join us later for dinner. Maybe they can help you. But one thing I can tell you for sure, Dad worries about you. Please, don't stress him. There's, there's a lot of tension. And, and don't ask me why. They walked the rest of the way in silence. Phoebe was thrilled with her progress. Even Penny's grouchy withholding of information filled in pieces of what Phoebe called her puzzle. It seemed that with every step she took, she was discovering a hidden world that made her life more and more exciting. Suddenly, in one day, 
her life began to matter. All things reach out for the sunlight, the hand of life everywhere. Went through the trees, whispered through the leaves, ways of peace fill the Phoebe followed Penny along a small path between plants and trees whose upper branches approached the glass panels forming the slanted roof. They arrived at a brightly lit open space where Patty and Peter Hood stood waiting. Phoebe's mother gave Penny a kiss on the cheek and quickly moved on to embrace Phoebe. Patty Hood was a small woman, barely over five feet but her air of independence and authority gave her an aristocratic presence, as if she were somehow above the common run of problems. Peter Hood lingered in the background, unable to hide lines of stress on his huge face. He was looking at Phoebe and came forward to hug her. Oh, uh, oh I've, I've missed you so much. Look at you. You look wonderful. So do you, Dad. Phoebe thought he actually did look pretty good, wearing his usual jeans, flannel shirt, and fisherman's cap with a long black brim. His light brown skin was darker, and he looked stronger, more fit. You've been outside more, Dad. You've been doing things. It's good for you. Peter smiled, but could not return the compliment. Phoebe had not been outside playing soccer or staying in shape. They were both afraid to mention this miserable reality. He quickly retreated back to a corner of the couch where he picked up a small knife and began carving a figure with wings. He carved these wooden toys in every free moment, like a strange addiction. No one spoke. Phoebe felt that someone had to break the tension, and she decided to open up. Just so no one thinks I'm hiding anything, let me say I failed two courses, quit college, injured my knee again, and don't have a job. Phoebe looked around with a blank face. Her father casually laid his knife and wooden figure down and crossed his legs. Ah. <sighs> I seem to remember being in the same position once myself, minus the knee injury. I, I never did finish college. And I never even started college. Although, I would like to go to culinary school someday. And as for the knee, I've got a referral to an excellent specialist right next door at Middletown Hospital. I've got the info. Mom, I'm already working with Dr. Brenner. He says I'll get better without another operation if I take care of myself. No sports at all. And I'm following orders. My knee is improving slowly, but that's the best I can hope for. I've got to stay with the plan. 
<laughs> uh, I'm happy to see you're taking charge of the situation. Well, if that isn't the best news I've heard in a long time. <laughs> time has flown by like the wind in the trees. Who knows where it comes from, where it's going, you can't see. When you were a child, it seems like yesterday. The years have gone by like an afternoon at play. How do I long for your glowing face? Like a love that I have lost. Please give me peace before I'm torn apart. Just one of many living with an aching heart. Who can be the keeper of the world we love? And can it live forever in the life above? Long ago you asked me. How can I know, and when it's all over, where does it go? I just can't leave it to the winds of time. I will hold it in my heart wherever I may be down. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.